Welcome to the first episode of Studio B podcast for the new year. My name is Sarah Scott. I'll be your host for this episode. So uh, we are starting off the new year talking about fashion and style as an independent and emerging artist. It is 2020, whole new decade. Maybe you're thinking of switching things up style-wise. And the first and arguably the hardest step, in my opinion, as a new artist is deciding what you want to communicate to the world with your fashion. And like your music... As an artist, your style and your fashion should enhance your message to the world and it should definitely support your music. We have two people in studio to tell us how that all works and how you can really emphasize that. We're also going to be talking about personality and how you can portray your personality through your style and how you can find your look and adding the personality into your onstage persona and your performing persona. And the difference between styling yourself as a solo artist or if you're in a band and you're looking for a band look. And, you know, we're also going to be talking about once you've found your style and you're ready to roll with it, how can you make the world your runway? And also we are talking about the details, you know, the trends in today's society. We have lots of topics to discuss when it comes to styling and fashioning yourself as an independent or emerging artist. So Laurel Holmes, let me tell you a bit about her. She is known for Style by Laurel and L House Incorporated. She is perfect for upgrading your closet, finding new ways to use the clothing items you already have to create some killer outfits, and she has styled many fashion shows and photo shoots, including for social media, personal use, occasional use, and national advertisement shoots. She works with musicians, artists, and influencers in both Canada and the United States, as well as styling countless customers in lines ranging from minimal to Western, chic, boho, luxury, classic, and a combination of many others. Obviously, she was an amazing choice to come and talk with us today about this topic with Mariah Stokes. She is an award-winning singer-songwriter with a small-town country roots background, but her personality is big and her fashion even bigger. Her songs are catchy AF and her 70s eclectic and beautiful style has made her a huge fashion influence in the Alberta country music scene. She is known for her songs Hands on My Body and Christmas Arizona, and she is currently working on an EP, which we all know is going to be amazing. Laurel and Mariah have been working together for several months now to create a branded style for Mariah that stands out and it clearly has been successful and they do a great job and that is why they are here today to talk about creating your style, finding your style and defining your style as an independent or emerging artist on Studio B, Episode 11, Fashionable People. Hands on my body, hands on my body, baby, hands on my body. Hands on my body, baby, show me that you want me, show me that you want me, baby, hands on my body. So we got to start off by saying a big thanks for coming into the studio today for Studio B. We're talking about styling it yourself as an independent and emerging artist with Laurel Holmes and Mariah Stokes. We got to get to know you guys a bit better before we get started. So Laurel, tell us about yourself. Am I pronouncing your name right? 
Absolutely. It's Laurel, not Laurel or L'Oreal, which I get L'Oreal Holmes. <laughs> L'Oreal Holmes. Yes. Tell us about yourself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I grew up in Nanton on a ranch just west of there, and I decided about when I was 10 years old that I was pretty interested in fashion. I don't really know what initiated that, but I was determined, and I ended up going to school in Savannah, Georgia at SCAD for fashion design, and I loved it there, so Savannah's a really cool place. It's really historical and everything. And then I moved to Texas and worked for a major manufacturing company there, which was really interesting. Worked with a bunch of companies overseas. I got to travel a little bit, and that's pretty much my story. Well, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So you said that you don't really know how you got the bug for fashion and for styling and stuff like that, but who are some of your style inspirations? Definitely, I look back on historical inspiration is really big for me. Uh, I love Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe. Johnny Cash is definitely one of my favorites, and Vintage Dior is like my ultimate favorite couture. When you're styling artists, how do you work with them and how do you put your inspirations into their style? I definitely like to have a casual meeting with them and get to know them because I think styling somebody is definitely a personal situation and everyone's different. Everyone has a little bit of style in them whether they know it or not and they definitely can vocalize that in different ways and I just like to learn about their interests and favorite pieces that they might already own because not everybody has an unlimited budget so if you have a great piece why can't we use it and bring it into like a current style that we can work with. That's pretty great so how long have you been doing it styling professionally for? I actually just launched my own company, L House Official. Heck yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, just did that in October, but I had been styling at the manufacturing company I was working with for just over a year. We did a lot of national ad shoots and some in-house studio shots as well, which was really fun. It's Western inspired, so that was really cool. And then prior to that, I had been working at Classic Rodeo Boutique in Nanton for five, six years while I was in high school and Audie definitely gave me a lot of inspiration and let me kind of go wild at the Ladue Ladies Luncheon in Calgary and with certain clients that would come in and were looking for a certain look so that definitely got me interested in it early on. So you are now working solo. How did you decide or when did you decide that you wanted to work for yourself as your own stylist and own fashion expert? Definitely I decided a long time ago that I wanted to be my own boss. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dream. Yeah, yeah. If anybody knows me, they know I'm uh, pretty determined and definitely have my own beat that I walk to. So I was inspired by my dad who is an entrepreneur and runs his own business. And when I talked to him about my idea this past July and he was like, well, I don't know anything about fashion, but I know things about business and I think he can make it work. And I was like, Kate, quit my job tomorrow. I actually, uh, in all truth, I took some time and got my stuff in order and then proceeded with it, incorporated my company. And uh, Mariah and I have been working together for just over six months. Yeah, and that's it's been, crazy. Yeah. That's flown by. Wow, it's been that pretty really great. Does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Stampede was when you started to really just show the work. And I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden now is what? January? Totally. 
Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. So as a stylist, and you've been working with Mariah, this is kind of a broad question, kind of a bold question, but does what you wear as a musician really matter and how much? I think it definitely matters what you wear as a musician because you're making appearances all the time. It's really important to obviously your singing quality and your songs. (laughs) Don't suck first. Yeah. (laughs) Then worry about what you wear. Yeah, I totally agree with that because, you know, even if you have a basic style or it's extravagant, doesn't matter one way or the other, it still shows your fans your personality and your brand and they connect with you on a personal level through that. And Mariah, as the musician, how important is it to really put your own spin on your own fashion and display your look to the world? I think it's super important. I know for me, clothes are kind of, they're another form of expression. And I know that when I'm wearing a great outfit, I feel 10 times more confident. And so I'm all about that. And and I also think having a brand and a style that's identifiable and kind of sets you apart from everyone else, for me, that's made a huge, huge difference in my career. Definitely. So we are going to talk to you now, Mariah. Tell us about yourself. I mean, for the first time listeners, I personally know you got Christmas Arizona that just came out, Hands on My Body, which was one of the most active indies, which is pretty cool. Congratulations. But let's get to know you a little bit more, you and your fashion, and about your fashion journey, the good, the bad, and the well, (laughs) unique. Oh, man. There's some (laughs) ugly. You know, the funny thing about Laurel and I is we just started working together six months ago, but we actually went to junior high in Nanton together. So, like, our worst fashion moments, I think, probably happened concurrently. Yeah, we definitely (laughs) shared those. She sent me a bunch of like snaps from our like our junior high yearbook yeah. and I was like oh my goodness like <laughs> not even what are we wearing but also we're little you know junior high rats so yeah yeah anyway um but yeah Mariah Stokes is my full artist name I'm from Staley Alberta originally I released my first two singles this year which is really exciting we have an EP coming out and we're actually finishing recording it this weekend mm-hmm. which is very exciting really really excited to be here actually Sun Country was well Sarah you were one of the first radio personalities that actually supported me and and actually we debuted our single in High River here which is pretty cool so that was pretty fun yeah it was pretty awesome yeah So yeah, your fashion journey, you said, started with Laurel. You guys were in junior high together. But how did you come back to find Laurel? Like, how did you guys meet up again after so many years? You know what's funny is you just reached out to me via Instagram. She reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm working on styling and I like what you're doing. Do you want to potentially collab? And I was like, heck yes, I could definitely use help with that. Um, And we jumped on a call and and now we're we're here. So I I really just uh, admired how tenacious she was. And like, it's pretty ballsy to just reach out to somebody and be like, do you want to work together? You want to try something? And I, I really admired that. And here we are today. And, and it's been working so far. Yeah, the rest for sure. is history. For sure. Do you have any looks that you look back on now and go, what was I thinking? This is a question for both of you now. <laughs> I have one from ACMAs a few years ago where the Alberta Country Music Awards, I didn't know what to wear. And I, it was before I kind of identified that like the 70s thing, my brand is very visually identifiable in the 1970s, 1960s era. I had decided to wear like a black dress and I braided my hair on the side, which for some people is super cool. Like it's such a badass look, but you know me, like, could you imagine if you look at my Instagram or my photos, like it just does not fit. It's so cringy. I look like somebody trying to be a biker chick, but not in a cool way. And that was pretty cringy. I, of course, have had many style moments that, you know, I look back on and I think, what was I thinking at the time? Some of them were in the snaps I sent to Mariah from the yearbook. <laughs> we liked stripes back then, We love stripes and layers. Yeah. They're all about the layers. Oh, yeah. Definitely look back on 
our junior high, high school days, and I think, what was I wearing? I also always feel like I overdress for everything, but I like to do that. I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. Yeah. There were a couple times that I overdressed and I go out with my friends and I look like I've come from some event <laughs> and we're just like at the odd in Nanton or something. <laughs> and they're all wondering what I'm doing. We were talking about, because you were saying that you always used to wear red lipstick. Oh, yes. In junior high, which I love <laughs> so much. That's so funny because actually like my fifth grade school photo, I snuck red lipstick. Like I took it from my mom and took it to school pictures. And I was like all about Avril Lavigne at the time. I thought she was like the best thing in the world. I had my black leather jacket on and I put the red lipstick on right before my picture and the teacher came up to me and she was like, Laurel, I don't think your mom would want you wearing that like in the picture. And I was like, no, no, she gave it to me. It's fine. And I somehow convinced this teacher that my mom said it was okay. And when my mom got the pictures with the red lipstick, oh my gosh, she was so mad at me and disappointed. But hey, I looked pretty good. Avril Lavigne hit me up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like middle school was that weird year for everybody with fashion because we're trying to find ourselves, but at the same time, we have no idea what the heck we're doing. And we think everything looks cool no matter what. For me, it was like, what did I wear? I used to wear like graphic tees all the time. Mm-hmm. Not band t-shirts, but like those really, I don't want to say lame ones from Blue Notes, but right. oh, that's yeah. We don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. yeah. Your graphic tees are I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they they're were. not. They're to- no, they're totally they're totally not like if you find the right graphic tee. Yeah. yeah. Like Aeropostale was like huge too. That was a big Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all about it. And the low rise jeans. Yes. No more low rise jeans. Those better not come back in style. But like no. the super low rise where it's like, are you you're just about popping out there? Yeah. Girl. Are you okay? <laughs> I have a nice butt, but I don't need to see that much. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So Mariah, you do have a very identifiable look, the very 70s, 60s flared look. How has Lorel inspired your look and amplified your style? Man, the really cool thing I think about Lorel she's able to take an artist and and kind of expand on what they already are. And one of the things that I really love about her is she was talking about how she worked in manufacturing and textiles. She's like a huge textiles nerd, which I think is hilarious because I (laughs) do not care about fabric. Like it's not something, you know, it's like people who love sound that like in music where it's like, it's just kind of like a nerdy thing where if you find somebody who's also into sound, they can talk about it in another language for like an hour. And so Laurel has been able to find and custom make some really, really cool pieces that nobody else in the world has. And, uh, and custom fit them to my body so that they are comfortable to wear on stage. They look really great and they feel really great to wear. Did you find your style before Laurel or after Laurel, the one that you're most identifiable with now? I think I had a pretty good handle on what I was doing and she's done a really, really great job of enhancing that and expanding kind of my outlook on what my style is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for example, we, this is a look I'm really proud of at the Project Wild Showcase, the finale. She made me a pair of custom silver pleather bell bottoms and yeah. I never would have found those anywhere <laughs> those else. Those were hot. Weren't I they cool? Those. I'm so stoked. Yeah, Laurel Custom made those. So yeah. And like the accessories, that's the other thing. I've never really been someone who accessorizes a lot. I have staple pieces and she built again custom like a thigh band and a shoulder band and some really, really cool custom pieces that I never would have worn otherwise. And I think with Mariah too like she already had her look down and I'm just there to, you know, make it easier for her and, and find those pieces for her that complete the look. So she doesn't have to worry about that when she's getting ready to perform yeah I don't shop anymore 
Lorel shops. <laughs> it's the best. It's better for me, too, because yeah. I don't shop for myself now. That's yeah, great. <laughs> well, and she found, like, another piece that she found that was really cool, a leather jacket, and it's black, and it has white lightning bolts on it. I love it. And again, I don't think I would have picked that out for myself, but now it's a staple in my closet, and it dresses up like a pair of jeans and, and just looks really, really great. So who does inspire your look? I love Stevie Nicks, obviously, old school. I love that she really, really leaned into kind of like the flowy tops and stuff. Her whole thing was she was such a small human on stage that she needed to look bigger in order to communicate her message with the audience, which I, I love. Janis Joplin is another huge one for me. I don't think you can go wrong with Janis. Like she did the big crazy feather boas and the, a ton of colors and I love her. And then Casey Musgraves. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I need to explain that one because she's an icon. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I think too with Janis Joplin and Stevie Nicks, they both, for me as a textile nerd, they both really mix their textile styles and yes. their outfits and that's something that I'm trying to communicate to with what I'm getting you because it's really awesome to see on stage the different textures and fabrics as they totally. work together. Totally. Do you have a favorite look that you've created for Mariah yet or are you still waiting for one? That one is going to be at the ACMAs actually. I'm oh my currently gosh. working I'm on so it. I'm so excited for and it. And I don't want to give it away yet but uh, definitely check out Mariah's Instagram from the ACMAs because it's going to be really really fantastic. It's definitely going to be the coolest thing I've ever worn. I'm so excited. Yeah. I feel like we're all keeping our outfits under wraps like we'll talk about <laughs> it but like to a very small group of people yes because we're all just like we need to look good these are like the hottest night in alberta country music so i'm so excited now yes I'm even more excited we've also got to go over our outfits for like the days leading up because i haven't even started thinking about that right like yeah. you have to you can't just do the sunday night you have to do the saturday day yeah not just the, the saturday show. night and the mm -hmm. sunday day yeah. we're all just hung over on monday so we'll just roll out <laughs> every monday <laughs> Not every Monday, <laughs> just every ACMA Monday. I'm like, I'm not going to go crazy on Sunday night. And then Monday rolls around. I'm like, well, you're welcome. I went to bed at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for Studio B this week. My name is Sarah Scott, your host. Here to talk about a really cool group run out of Calgary. They support both new and established writers right here in Alberta. You've heard Char talk about them quite a few times. They are Canada's largest independent songwriters group. They've been going strong for 16 years, which is super awesome. You probably know who I'm talking about. The Calgary Songsmiths. These guys are awesome. I've had the opportunity to go to two of their sessions, one on a regular Tuesday night, and then one was a summer school session with the Northern Pikes. And both times I was so inspired as not just a writer, but also as an industry professional. And I was so happy with what they are and have been doing for new and established writers, singers, songwriters, and emerging independent artists. They have workshops, resources, mentoring opportunities to perform, and educational sessions on different aspects of the songwriting business. There are no membership fees and the sessions are open to all ages. They gather every third Tuesday of the month. You can find out more details on their Facebook page under Calgary Songsmiths on Instagram or on Twitter. And make sure you keep checking back for updates on sessions and events on their Facebook or Instagram pages as well. The Calgary Songsmiths, keep doing what you're doing. I absolutely love it and I'm happy to get the word out for you. <laughs>
where do you both like to shop? What are your, some of your favorite stores and where do you look first when you're looking for new items? Do you want to go first? I feel like my answer is going to be super long. My first store is the store of Laurel. I tell Laurel <laughs> that I'm looking for something and she finds it for me, which is amazing. But if the store of Laurel is closed, which also has never happened so far, this is going to sound super lame, but I love Value Village. I found a pair of white cowboy boots there that are an- another staple in my wardrobe for 40 bucks, And they were in like perfect condition, $200 boots. I think the thing with vintage stores like that is it's a huge time commitment, which I love, but you can find really, really unique pieces there vintage shops are kind of my favorite and then if I have a little bit of a bigger budget I really like free people as well but I bought a jumpsuit from there for ACMAs two years ago and I still have the tag on it because I wanted to sell it because it's very expensive (laughs) (laughs) Kijiji yeah exactly well and don't forget about your grandma's closet oh yes you're right some of your best pieces some of my best pieces I either steal from my grandma or they give to me both of my grandmas actually save vintage clothing that they've been holding on to forever and, and give them to me. So I have a couple really, really cool pieces from both my grandmas as well. Absolutely. Those are some of the best ones to incorporate into new stuff that we find for you too. For sure. We have like a, a knitted sweater. It's got little yellow flowers on it and it's huge and it's really cute. And then a crop, but it's like a Western crop with custom beading and it's low cut. It would be really funny to see my grandma in it. <laughs> and, uh, and it's kind of like a, like a sage green. So yeah, there's a couple yeah. really cool pieces that I got from my grandparents. Absolutely. And I mean, that's definitely how I shop. I'm all about vintage. I love that. I go to thrift stores, antique stores, Value Village. When I was in the States, Goodwill is fantastic. You can find some amazing stuff. They do all kinds of sales, so you can get it for a really good price and take some time, like you said, to sort through it. But it's really awesome for me when I go in there and I'm, you know, looking for something for myself and I see something across the way and I find something for Mariah in there. It's fantastic. Mm So, and then, you know, I love boutiques. I love shopping at oh, small. I totally forgot to yeah. mention the boutiques. I, yeah. I did a Stampede lookbook on like great boutiques yes. in Alberta. How did I miss that? <laughs> we'll come back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I love like small women-owned boutiques are really important, I think. And I mean, hey, there's some great men-owned boutiques out there too, but I think right now is a great time to support women and, and work with them. With Mariah and I together, we can find some really great stuff for her at like Blondie Boutique, Outlier Mercantile, which Sarah and I were talking about earlier. Oh, and love uh, Megan. Which she's actually closing. I know. She's been so one of my about. earlier earliest supporters. She, Her yeah. and I worked together on some style stuff before I even had music out. She kind of reached out to me. And we also yeah. shot the cover for Christmas Arizona in her store. Yeah, I saw cool. that cute little pink chair. And I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah, know, yeah, I know where that is, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking of maybe reaching out to her and we can still work with her after because totally. she's going back to BC. But I mean, hey, she's she's a great girl and uh, she's really awesome to work and she's with. she's never going to stop doing fashion, yeah. Mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So. And then, I mean, Thelma and Thistle and Okotoks, they've, we've got some great free people mm-hmm. stuff from them mm-hmm. as well. And uh, Classic Rodeo and Nanton, they're moving up to Heritage Point. But I mean, Audie's been a great supporter of me throughout the years and I love to find some unique stuff in her store as well. And then um, Wild Rose uh, oh. Clothing Co., they're yes. great. They've I've bought a few really cool bell-bottom pieces from them. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a store. I'm going to mess it up, so I won't even say it. There's a really cool boutique in Pinoca, and I can't remember the name right now, but a really cool boutique up there as well. Mm-hmm. They can probably Google it. They'll find it. Yes. <laughs> actually, one more. Um, St. Fox Bespoke is a suit maker in Calgary that I work with. And they made me a custom mustard suit, and uh, we're working on custom shoes right now as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And they are fabulous. Their turnaround time is really quick. Their suits are super affordable, and they're custom made and tailored as well. 
it's that's a red. fun piece to oh mix you can do you know full-on suit jacket and pants or you can mix the jacket or the pants with mm-hmm. so many other things so yeah it's an awesome item that you have I wear those that jacket like all the time yeah. all the time just to class up anything I have I'm like mustard jacket yes this will work here we go <laughs> yeah got the mustard jacket so you did do a lookbook yes for the stampede yes tell us a bit about that and what inspired you to do it yeah so I was trying to think because people often they message me asking me either where I got my clothes from or they send me pieces that they saw that made them think of me which was is really really sweet when people engage like that and so I thought it'd be really cool to highlight again some local mostly female-run boutiques in Alberta just so that people had some options for where to shop during Stampede so what I did was this was actually right before we started working together Mm -hmm. I styled 10 outfits that I collaborated with Blondie Boutique St. Fox Bespoke and Uh, outlier mercantile with and I put the looks together we shot them in one afternoon which was crazy we shot 10 looks in 10 different locations posted them on Instagram and uh, told the stories kind of behind where the pieces came from how I styled them and where I would wear them I feel like that's when you really stepped out as someone in the Alberta music scene that really cared about fashion and that you really wanted to put yourself out there as an artist in more than just music, but with your style too. And I think that's why a lot of people come to you now for fashion inspiration and they ask you those questions. And I think that's really awesome. So I'm proud of you for doing that and stepping out. Thank you. I appreciate that because uh, it's taken me a long time to get here. It was funny when I started really pushing to be an artist in, in country music in Alberta. I would show up in like leggings and a toque, like literally how I'm dressed now, and be like, if my music's good enough, then no one should care what I look like, which I still believe. I still 100% stand behind that. But what I realized was that was it was an excuse for me to not take up space in a room when I dress like that. Does that make sense at kind all? Kind of, So yeah. I, I didn't have the confidence to let, proclaim myself as an artist, and I dressed like I didn't have the confidence to proclaim myself as an artist. And so when I started really learning, again, how to take up space and, and be my, Mariah Stokes and say like, you know what, I'm showing up here and I belong and I have something that you should pay attention to my fashion started to reflect that a little bit more if that makes sense yeah so, and you also said that when you go on stage in a good outfit you feel like 110 yeah. percent so much more confident yeah you feel I feel really good and so for me now the way that I dress I still think your music has to be good enough that it doesn't matter what you wear people are still going to pay attention but for me not dressing the way that I wanted to dress was a confidence thing it wasn't a style thing or a music thing. It was just a confidence thing. I think that is going to help with a lot of people too. And we'll talk more about that later on in the interview. But we talked about the worst fashion moment. Yes. We're going to talk about the best fashion moment that you're super in love with and that you're super proud of. I know you're excited for the one for the ACMA's Loralta show with Mariah. But until then, up until now, what is the best fashion moment for both of you. I could wear that again and feel 110%. I have a pre-Lorel and a post-Lorel look. Perfect. So the pre-Lorel was one that I wore actually when I opened for Leaving Thomas in 20, or Leaving Thomas at their EP release uh, in 2017. Oh shoot, I have so many that I'm so excited about. <laughs> but it was the first time that I stepped out and I really felt like uh, I was owning something that looked a little bit different and felt really confident in it. And it was a, a jumpsuit with a mustard sweater. And I'm sure people that have followed me have seen the mustard sweater because I overwore that thing like so hard. <laughs> I gave it to my best friend now, so I can't wear it anymore. But it was a 1970s jumpsuit with boots and a mustard yellow top. And it was really high cut and 
it was one of those outfits that you had to pay attention to, and that was really scary for me, and I'm really proud that I wore that on stage. The second one that I'm is post Laurel was the Project Wild finale outfit. That was such a good outfit. Laurel custom made, like I said earlier in the interview, <laughs> some silver suede bell bottom pants. She custom made a really cool, almost like a rig of like describe the. I would describe it as like a garter on the leg. Yeah. It was like a metal fringe garter, and then there was a matching shoulder and arm piece mm-hmm. to go with it. And she custom made the the garter like hand put each piece of metal on it. And if you look it up on my Instagram or on Laurel's Instagram, you will see it. It's It was so much work. I had a glittery top and uh, yeah, I just felt really, really good in it, so. Mm-hmm. That was a really good look. I remember looking at it and thinking if it was just like the silver on the silver, I've been like, cool, this is a nice outfit, but the garter and the band, it just added something extra to it that made it stand out. That was like, yes, that is what made the outfit right there. So that was such a good outfit. Thank you. Yeah, it was like, I was saying it was like a fetish space cowgirl thing, which I think is pretty on brand for me. So I mean, I think so. so. (laughs) It's your new, you're going to brand yourself. Next song, 70s space fetish cowgirl. Yes, I think that's a good title. I'm into it. It's kind of ripping Casey Musgraves, but I don't think she would ever put fetish in the title of a song. So we'll just we'll credit uh, Selena Gomez for that one. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Laurel, what are your favorite fashion moments? Oh, my favorite fashion moments. I mean, for me, I'm all about black on black on black. I have these black leather pants that I wear all the time. I mix them up with like these black alligator heel boots that I'm wearing now. Or my old gringos, and I love that. Um, make it a little cowgirl sometimes. And then I have this black chiffon double D top that's kind of oversized and baggy, and I like to mix it with this vintage 70s belt that I found down in Texas. And then, you know, top it off with my black fur jacket, and I feel like a million bucks. This shows how diverse she is as a stylist because I never wear black just for context like we never I choose specifically to never wear black because everybody wears black when you're an artist and every time I've worn black to an industry event people are like so what do you do are you uh are are you like a talent buyer or whatever so uh, I just uh I choose to use color to stand out well I mean too in the fashion industry you walk into a fabric store and they're like oh she's a designer because she's wearing all black so it's the same thing yeah Yeah. you know which I think also if all black is your thing as an artist heck yes I know Devin Cooper does that and it really works for him very well but Mm -hmm. just doesn't work for me so now we're going to talk about the difference between styling solo artists and bands so as a solo artist you know, you kind of got to think about the image you want to give off to the world. And it's no secret that you want to make yourself aesthetically pleasing. We kind of talked about that, you know, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes confidence to really put yourself out there in the music industry, but it's a part of the job. So I think my best advice is don't wear clothes that you're going to get lost in the crowd with. Like you said, black is not your thing. A lot of people wear black. Mm. How can musicians execute their own fashion style with flair and charisma and take a few risks here and there with their style when they're first starting out? Yeah, I think Mariah and I have talked about this before too because right now like the 70s look is very trendy and we are talking about if that would take away from her look as an artist because she's worked very hard to cultivate this. Like I said to her, I said, you know, if you do it truly and you do it right, you don't have to worry about that because there's going to be another trend that comes along and people are going to forget that the 70s were big in 2019, the style again, and Mariah is still going to look fantastic in what she's wearing. So stick 
sticking true to like what makes you comfortable and what makes you feel good is really important in cultivating your own style. Yeah, I think the as I was talking about earlier, the confidence thing, really thinking about why you're dressing the way you're dressing. It's funny because for me, it wasn't even necessarily an image. It was just I felt better in bright colors and I thought bell bottoms were cool and I got a lot of compliments on them. And honestly... <laughs> My first step, sorry, this is going in a little bit of a roundabout circle, but like my first step when I decided that I was going to learn how to take up space in a room was I got a pair of cowboy boots that had a tiny bit of a heel on them. And that was really a challenge for me because I had to learn you can't slouch in heels. So you have to stand up straight. So for me, that was a challenge for me to, to take that little tiny step, wear heels, stand up straight, and just kind of own my body and own what I was wearing in a room. So I'd say like find one thing that, that you want to work on that scares you and do it because every time you work that little fashion risk muscle, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I don't know, one day you'll be in a glitter jumpsuit on stage, I basically totally naked. I totally agree with that. Feeling super confident and loving yourself. Like, so maybe mm -hmm. start off with the jacket, start off with the shirt, or yeah. start off with the pair of pants that you're kind of like, do I want to wear these? Or start off with that bright pop of color, but start off with one thing and just every yeah. event maybe work something new into that look. Definitely take take little risks until you feel comfortable in that risk and then push it a little further. I think if you have that kind of personality where you can just go like 100% and totally change it right off the bat, I would say go for that. I know I'm not one of those people and I had to ease into it. And so yeah, taking those little steps and working that risk, that fashion risk muscle is it's really fun and exciting. Also know that if it doesn't work, you show up and that's okay. There's going to be a million other shows, a million other events, and, and you could try something else next time. Well, and if they talk about it, you're winning. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's good or bad. If they talk about it, they're still talking about it. So so we're going to talk about as a band now because I feel like as a band, it's probably a little harder to get your own style together as four or five or even three individuals. It can be tricky territory as I've written down um, to come to a mutual decision in order to create an image that is uniform, identifiable, but also unique to each person. So how can a band create a look that is immediately identifiable, but also individually as each person wants to show themselves off as? Yeah, I think a band that does that very well, for example, would be Midland. I think they, um, as a all-male band, they do a really good job. They have a unique look that, you know, you don't see a lot in male country music, but each one of them kind of displays it in their own way, you know, with a different hat or a different shirt style. You know, they like their kind of flood pant look, and I think they actually really work it very well, and they definitely show their own personalities within that. I know for me, like, we worked on this a bunch because part of being a country artist is I'm really fortunate to have a regular lineup of players that I work with, but a lot of people, solo artists especially, don't. And so I think it's really important to come up with either a Pinterest board or just some direct instructions with your guys on what they wear. For us, we wanted to have our guys really look uniform and look like a band, even though Mariah Stokes is technically a solo artist. Those guys have so much influence on the project and I couldn't do it without them and we're a band. Uh, and so Lorella and I talked and we decided mm -hmm. that we wanted something that would pull the band into my brand as well and, and make us look really uniform. So we decided to do all black, but Lorella made custom bolo ties that the band all wears on stage. So now I can wear whatever I want. As mm -hmm. a front man, I wear my bolo tie. They come in wearing all black, looking super, super slick, and they have all their bolo ties. And even though they play with other projects and they're super busy when they're with Mariah Stokes, they're with Mariah Stokes. And you can tell because of that accessory. Yeah, and I think too, as a band, you want everyone to feel like they're a part of what's going on. And, and bringing in those bolo ties and having that extra sparkle or glitter that's on stage with each 
player in the band is really important because they're putting it out there as well for Mariah and for you guys. Yeah, too. And you guys sound great. Also, so. the boys, I feel so bad for my band. So I started this thing like six months ago where I started putting glitter on them. And it's like a ritual that we do where they run away from me while I have to I glitter their faces before we jump on stage. But they just know it's like our pre-show ritual. If we don't have the glitter, it doesn't feel right. And they look fabulous. They look super glittery. They have their bullet ties. They're in all black. For other solo artists that are looking for unique ways to maybe dress their band, just think about that. Think about something that, that you do or that inspires your brand that you can pull and that it's not super, it wasn't super expensive for us to make the bullet ties either. Mm-hmm. All working within a budget. I would love to have the band in full matching suits. Unfortunately, cannot afford that yet. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just find something that is unique to your brand that that's um, cost effective that can really make your players look stellar. That kind of did actually answer my side note of solo performers have backing bands sometimes. How can they keep their brand look with their session players? And you said, yeah, create that Pinterest board. Maybe give them like one thing, say wear a bow tie or something or a bolo tie or a or do your hair a certain way or yeah or a ribbon Mm -hmm. or I always go for feminine accessories just because I think it's funny (laughs) and especially in country because none of the guys do that yeah keep it interesting you know exactly and the other thing with that with the band thing I would say it's the same as just being a solo artist just don't be afraid to try stuff if you try something we tried um black and denim for a little while and that kind of worked but the different colors of denim they didn't look super professional to me on stage for what I was trying to put across mm-hmm. for some bands that really works with their brand and so just don't be afraid to try stuff and if it doesn't work out try something else that's a great advice piece right there we're going to talk more about like sticking to a fashion or a style later on in mm-hmm. the podcast and how important it is or how not important it is or how it could possibly be risky but we'll get into that in a second but we are going to talk about adding some personality into the persona of the style now and how the musician can really find their look and for most budding artists this raises an important question is a look or image crucial to the success and the length of their career I think going off what we've kind of been talking about here, I think confidence-wise, it's really important because if you can step out in something that you feel great in and, you know, if you have people looking at you all the time, that can be really difficult. But if you have a certain look that you can turn to that gives you that comfortable feeling when you come outside and, you know, even when we met up at the Odd and Nanton and you had the scarf on your head, yeah, you know, it's true to your brand, but you still felt comfortable and didn't have to worry about it. You, even if you met somebody who recognized you on the street, you know, you don't have to worry about that. And I think too, people shouldn't get too caught up on it because the look can evolve as you evolve as an artist as well. And so that can continually grow with you throughout your career well and it's like the Ed Sheeran thing that guy wears like ripped jeans Converse sneakers and and a flannel and he rocks it every time so I think when we're talking fashion we're not talking necessarily about looking like wearing a suit or wearing a dress or whatever it could be mm-hmm. something as simple as that but he consistently looks like that which is I think really cool I struggle with this question a little bit because the artist and the songwriter inside me I I think what were you going to say? Well, you did mention that you said you want your music to speak before yeah, your style in some cases. Total, always. I think I think I think your 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 style will do nothing but help your music. I think if we I, for me I try to always look in terms of how do I serve the music and how do I serve the songs the best? So it always starts with the song, it always starts with the music. But for me, dressing the way I dress, I think really supports the music. And and that way, when I think about it like that, it takes away like the weird image conflict that I have as an artist where I'm like, Mm -hmm. again, I'm like, well, if my music's good enough, it shouldn't matter what I look like. (laughs) And I do believe that. But I think when I dress the way that I choose to dress, it does support the music. 
So I think that the best way to put this is if your style supports your music, that should matter the most. 100%. Yeah, yep. I agree. And you as a person and, and what you're trying to say. I feel like the first and one of the hardest steps as a new artist is deciding what you want to communicate to the world. You know, they're trying to figure out who they are, what their sound is. They're possibly one or two singles deep into the world. And they're like, <laughs> how do I want the world to see me? Like, I like what I wear, but I want it to pop a little bit. I want it to stand out. So, Laurel, how do you work with artists and people to help them communicate themselves to the world to enhance their musical message through their style? How have you helped um, Mariah Stokes do this? And if you were to work with other musicians as well, how would you do it with other musicians? Yeah, definitely. I think I said this earlier on. Everyone has style within them, whether they recognize it or not. And meeting with them, talking with them, I can kind of get a good sense for that. I think people who have inspiration is really important. I read this book in college. It was called Steal Like an Artist. And it's talking about how, you know, you always have these great inspirations in the world. You pick up different parts from different people that you meet or different artists that you look into and everything. And I think it's really important for people to have those inspirations and try stuff out like Mariah said earlier even if it's just a pair of shoes that are different from what you would normally wear go from there because you can always build on that it's like Lego you know you can stack it up and keep going and I mean Mariah had worked a long time to get to where she was and it's just been very fortunate that I've got to keep working on that with her and finding her some great pieces to mix in with what she's already got going on. I really like the way you put that like Lego you can build on it. Yeah, I think that's a really great piece to take out of that. And Mariah, what is one piece of advice you wish you would have received as an artist when you were trying to establish your brand and your look when you were first starting out? The confidence thing is huge. It's I wish somebody had asked me to think about why I dress the way I dress. And it's not even about necessarily what you're trying to put across. It's just about what makes you feel good. So I think I, I wish somebody had, had asked me to look inside a little bit more while I was planning what I was trying to do externally. And then the other tactile piece of advice was I wish somebody would have told me to use Pinterest. Because <laughs> it is the best. I, even now, Laurel and I, when we're collaborating or when I'm collaborating with um, uh, Juliana Prashesh, from not your designer on single art or any mm-hmm. any one of my team I, vi- I vision board everything so if you go to my Pinterest it's Mariah Stokes you can literally look at the vision board for all the content for hands on my body all the content for Christmas Arizona a ton of the looks that we've tried to replicate or take things from uh, are mm-hmm. in Pinterest and a lot of the time, like for me, I didn't even know necessarily what I was trying to do until I just started pinning stuff that I liked and then I could see an aesthetic kind of coming out of it. So don't be afraid to explore that visually and um, yeah, see if you can find your aesthetic based on what other people are doing online. Well, and I think Pinterest is so great too because even if I'm in a moment where I can't quite come across what I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. to you and I know it's like we have conversations and I say things about fabric or whatever and you don't quite understand what I'm trying to get you're a nerd I don't get it (laughs) yeah just kidding (laughs) it's okay you say stuff about music and I'm like yeah Yeah, sure that's great I'm just gonna nod my head here (laughs) totally yeah when I'm having those moments of you know a little bit of downtime or I'm struggling with an idea I go on Pinterest and I look at all kinds of inspiration I'm really not set on just looking at fashion inspiration I love architecture I take that a lot into my designing and you know the texture and stuff of different photography styles I love incorporating that into our mood boards too and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you look at it sometimes and you're like what is this (laughs) I I just pinned on my for my next single we started pinning and you can actually see that this stuff on like publicly on online but I pinned a picture of a girl sitting on a sidewalk with a pylon on her head so if we could style something (laughs) like that that'd be really great Okay, I'll, I'll That's get interesting. I'll get, I'll get working on that. I'll get vision boarding. Yeah, sounds 
great. <laughs> and everybody know? who, like, the fashion bloggers that post on Pinterest, hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, thank yes, you. absolutely. It's great. Them. One thing that I do want to mention is talking about personality with someone's outfit as well. You know, I think that is so, so important because if someone walks out on stage and they're this really outgoing person and their performance is really outstanding, but their outfit is kind of like, eh, you know, that kind of doesn't really do much for them or else they're a really quiet person and their outfit is really loud. That could be taken either way too. So how can someone add their personality into their style? Like you talked about confidence. We've talked about also just being able to feel the confidence in what you're wearing and adding the Lego blocks to your style. But personality, like how do they do it? I think it's important to, first of all, keep it unique to yourself. Definitely take inspiration from other people. I think it's really important to keep it unique. Don't try and take it from somebody else and replicate their style completely because that detracts from your own personality for sure. I think you can always, you know, look to your idols. Right, so my thoughts on this are basically... When you copy other people, I'm not going to do Casey Musgraves better than Casey Musgraves does Casey Musgraves, but nobody's going to do Mariah Stokes better than Mariah Stokes does Mariah Stokes. So I think, which that was a big, long, weird sentence, but if you know <laughs> what I mean, like like taking inspiration, but again, just being kind of authentic to what you love, even especially if it's weird, if you have pieces that you yes. like that are maybe different than other people's tastes, just lean into that a little bit for sure. I think style is a progression and it, it just takes time. I'm still evolving every single day so but I'm gonna be honest here like this is in my notes you're probably like yes I saw this in your notes but when it comes naturally and from the heart it just like really shows it shines and it really looks like that's who you are and this is who you should be but when you put on this like artificial representation of someone that you think that you want to be people can smell BS from like a mile away, you know, and it's not going to last and it's not going to stick around because people are going to be like, well, they're uncomfortable on stage, they're uncomfortable at these events, they're uncomfortable in person and kind of a thing. So I feel like what we keep saying over and over again is just be confident in your look and try things and don't be afraid to build on those Lego blocks. But I think that's such a big thing. And if you stick to being the version of who you really are. Yeah, or or who your artist persona is. That's the other thing is sometimes for me, my artist persona and my actual self are not very different. They're basically the same. I'm just like a little less ratty when I'm an artist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but I think like if you do have an artist persona and you are doing something like Lady Gaga did, as long as you can own it and rock it and, and feel authentic in that artist persona as well in it, then man, like take some risks, do it. Absolutely. Wear the meat suit. Wear the meat suit. We can use some shaking up in the country scene specifically too. So. Hey, I know a cattle producer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, just stick to the version of who you really are and your persona as a musician and stuff like that. And we're going to talk about now that they found their style, they're good to go. The world is their runway. That's the way I like yes, to put it. I so love it. I like this quote when I read it online. Wear the clothes. Don't let them wear you. You got to really still dress as a part of a public identity and first impressions aren't forgotten. So how do you feel like these musicians can make a first impression with their outfits? Like we talked about adding something here and there to their outfits. But what is something that's like, boom, people are going to remember them for? I think as a stylist, the one thing I would say is it doesn't have to be expensive or like out of this world crazy. Enable and enhance your own feelings with what you're wearing. Ooh, I like that. And make sure that it fits. If your outfit fits, it's going to look like a million bucks. If your outfit doesn't fit, you're going to have a lot of problems and you're not going to feel as confident as you could be when you walk into that room. Mm-hmm. That's the worst when you are when you wear something that doesn't fit, yeah. like whether it's too big or too small. Ugh. 
oh, that's the worst. That's a really good piece of advice. Yep. Well, and you've taken pieces that I've already had too and just tailored them a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. made a huge difference too because now I can actually wear them out in public. So, <laughs> which is great. Makes a difference. Yeah. I think also if you can find some sort of unique angle or piece that, that kind of makes you stand out that's unique to you, that's really cool. I know for me, the funny thing is like my bell-bottom jeans, they're they're a huge part of my brand. And the funny thing about that is every time I go to ACMAs, I get mistaken for Brandy Sidorek from Nice Horse. But the funny thing about that, because Brandy and I actually have talked about this, we have to kind of coordinate our outfits at e- events because we dress so similarly, which I love because she's a style icon to me. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not even offended because she's so freaking cool. Like, I would take I will be the fifth night the fifth horse a nice horse any day I had a conversation with a radio programmer not from Alberta and I will not name names who thought I was from nice horse and talked to me about my most recent trip to Nashville for like 10 minutes and by the time I realized that he thought I was Brandy it was too late for me to correct him (laughs) so I just didn't and we'd met a couple times and he came up later and apologized but it was pretty funny so (laughs) just play it off yeah yeah she's a style icon she is 100 percent You're probably wondering, where can I find Studio B on social media? We do have Instagram at underscore underscore studio underscore B underscore underscore because Studio B was already taken. (laughs) And there you can find out all the details on what is happening and what shows are coming up and who our guests are going to be. We do also have Facebook at Studio B Podcast. You can check us out and like us there. And there are links to our programs on Facebook too. We are available on Spotify and Buzzsprout for now, but working towards getting onto some more platforms. Thanks for listening to Studio B. Let's get back to it. So uh, we got to talk about performance clothes, photo shoot clothes, event clothes, and everyday clothes. How can artists manage all this and how should their closet look? I think it's important to have those certain pieces that you can bring into every section of your life. Mariah and I were talking about this one vintage scarf that I got her and you know she can wear it to a performance or she could wear it on morning television or she could wear it to breakfast with her mom and it's still true to her brand and she loves it makes her feel great. She can wear it for all different types of things but then you know she's got to have stuff that you know when you're lounging you want to lounge just like anybody else you know. me today. Yeah if (laughs) if you're a lawyer like you wear a suit all day long when you go home you probably don't want to wear suit so you want to put something else on that you feel comfortable in and you know maybe don't wear it to a performance but hey it's great to have too how does your closet look Mariah it's a mess just like my life (laughs) Uh, just kidding (laughs) Um, I have uh, basically so I have my closet where I hang my performance pieces and then I have a dresser where I kind of keep my everyday clothes and some of those overlap obviously the scarf that Laurel's talking about I actually wear it as a headband and I love it because during this cycle Christmas Arizona this single cycle I actually put my hair up a lot more it was a really nice way to just dress up and updo and again still keep it branded and simple but like look Mm -hmm. put together whether I'm on morning television or whatever. What I've learned about television versus live performances is that you don't want to do too many patterns on TV because they come off weird sometimes. So solid colors I've heard are are really, really handy. I don't do any glitter or like sequins on TV just because again, they they look weird through a camera for some reason. And then same with photo shoots. So Mm -hmm. photo shoots, less detail unless you're going for maybe a detail-oriented shot. But I, I think way more about the mood of what I'm trying to shoot and the overall vibe of it if that makes sense and then coordinate yeah. details to that and you, and you can do that with the uh, texture in your fabric as well like I was talking about before if you mix a velvet with a leather and then you add in like something just 
brightly colored that's a plain fabric it's really nice way to contrast that in the photo and it comes off really nice without having those like crazy patterns or sequins or details like that well we did like and it's funny because I said I don't wear black I wear black only when I'm almost naked um just kidding kind of <laughs> I wore a black <laughs> I wore a black lace shirt with a black bralette and then over top of it a white fur jacket so that was cool because we got to play a little bit with that contrasting color and also those mm -hmm. textures in a photo shoot and again that that one I actually ended up buying uh, mm -hmm. and giving to my roommate because she loves it and it's totally her style. I love that shirt and I actually, I'll wear black when I'm being a sideman. So when I did Nashville North, I was backing up Ren Lindsay. So again, I'm coordinating my style to match his versus doing the Mariah Stokes thing. Now we're going to talk about the details, trends in today's society about styling and branding and some extra questions I have here and there. So budgeting, this seems kind of daunting for people because a lot of musicians already don't have a lot of money to kind of spend on other things. So they're thinking, wow, I have to put a whole entire wardrobe together for performances, for events, for outings and stuff like that. And as you talked about having staple pieces that mm -hmm. they can incorporate into their day-to-day -day styles as well as their event styles, but budgeting. So money, it doesn't necessarily buy style. It doesn't buy fashion. Zero mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you don't need to spend a ridiculous amount of money on clothes when you're starting out as a musician because you definitely have limited funds and you don't need to be rich to be fashionable. So what recommendations do you have when emerging independent artists are looking to build their closet and they don't have a lot of money? I think it's really important to even if you get a piece that's like a cheaper price tag, get it so it fits you. Like if you have a friend that has a sewing machine and has the time to go and do it for you. I mean, yes, I also have a sewing machine. <laughs> so you can hit me up for that. But if your clothes fit you, it's really important to make that work for you, even if the piece was $4. That doesn't matter. It's it's about how it looks on your body, and it's the price tag doesn't matter because there can be brands that are on the lower end of the price scale that give you the best clothes that you'll ever own. Don't jump on a trend and go and buy everything from Nordstrom that they're releasing for this trend because that trend's going to be over in three months or less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you're going to have all these expensive clothes that you're not going to be able to use. That's huge. I think um, one of the creative ways that I was able to style myself early on was uh, collaborating with brands. So I would reach out to brands and say like, hey, I need to be styled for this event. Can you lend me something that I can wear? I'll plug it on social media. Because my style is unique and I, I know what who my audience is and kind of what they expect from me. And you can go on my Instagram and stuff and you can see kind of exactly what that is. I was really lucky to collaborate with some brands early on just by asking. Yeah. And not keeping the clothes like and, and making it mutually beneficial. So they're yes. getting a little bit of exposure at a high profile event and I get to wear really cool clothes for free. I think that's absolutely a great way to work with brands. And I think it's important for those brands, too, because they get some recognition from it as well. If you're going to do that, just make sure that, you know, you're respecting that clothes and that brand Huge. yeah don't wreck the, anything yeah and, and if you wreck it buy it yeah and that's their business too just like you know being a mus musician is your business so just keep it you know mutually beneficial and respectful and it'll work out really well and you could build some really long-term relationships through it totally we definitely kind of spoke about like budgeting there for a second but labels Labels are a thing, and they always will be, and a lot of pop stars and rock stars rely on labels as one of their main things. Like, what are you wearing on the red carpet? And someone says, like, Gucci or Kate Spade or something or other like that. But labels, are they actually super important? Should someone find a label and stick to it, or should they kind of test out a bunch of labels before they stick to one, or should they just kind of ditch labels altogether? I know it's a bit of a loaded question. Do they matter? 
Well, I'm sitting over here thinking, you know, if you buy a pair of pants and it has an L House label in it, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. I wear tons of L House and I love it. It's actually my favorite brand right now. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. So, I mean, that label is very important to me personally. I, I don't think that labels should be like shot down or anything. I just don't think that that's what you should base your decision off of. I love Dior. I personally don't own any Dior, partially because of lack of funds in that department and partially because you know, I'm going to wear Dior to the Nanton grocery store. That'd look pretty silly for what I'm doing at the moment. And people need to realize, too, that, you know, those major celebrities, they're getting that stuff sent to them. They're not necessarily paying for it out of pocket. It's like a mutually beneficial thing. That's they're what getting, we're doing on a, on a bigger level. Yeah, they're getting that recognition. So you don't need to break the bank trying to buy labels just to match your favorite artist because they're they're getting that stuff definitely at a better price than you are. So be a little careful when you're shopping for those things. That said, if it is your brand, and you have the funding and you feel good in it, go for it. Absolutely. I would also say like for me, if somebody was going to ask me what I was wearing on a red carpet, I would way rather say a designer or a boutique that I have a relationship with who I really truly believe in that's local. I read actually an article in a styling blog. Pretty much everything we just talked about was in this blog. I can't remember which one it was, but choosing outfits well, like you can brand yourself, feel confident on stage and even unify the audience how can you unify your fans with your style how does that work i thought that was kind of a really cool thing (laughs) i simba my fans with glitter (laughs) yeah if you think about like a kesha concert or a lady gaga concert they're her little monsters they dress up in Mm -hmm. gaga attire which is so so cool or if you go to let's say yeah like a casey musgraves concert same thing you'll see people probably in like a more 70s influenced glitter style or if you go to a terry clark concert you'll probably Mm -hmm. see people Denim on denim. Yeah, denim on (laughs) denim, the Canadian tuxedo. Uh, And so I think that's just a natural progression as an artist. Once you figure out your style and if people like it, they will naturally want to, you know, take take influence from some of that and show up like that. Or you can Simba them with glitter, which is also cool. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's really important too. And Mariah and I are actually working on some really cool merch items that we'll tease a little bit later on that will definitely help her fans uh, get a little bit Mariah stoked. (laughs) <laughs> we already have the t-shirt I'm oh, yes. so stoked yeah I'm Mariah stoked that was the silliest thing I think I've ever created <laughs> but uh, they sold pretty well so I might have to do another round I think we're gonna actually design like a Mariah Stokes t-shirt that's not a joke though so eventually People still wear that one a lot though I yeah. see it out I'm like it's it's one of those things where you see it and you can't ignore it just because it's like the worst dad joke ever because my name's Mariah Stokes so we said I'm Mariah Stoked and it's goofy but, I love it yeah but they're nice t-shirts they're yeah. like 70s ringers and and they don't shrink and they yeah, look with high waisted jeans, they're great, they're, bottom jeans. they're high quality. So, so in the same vein, like a lot of genres of music, they have like specific dress codes, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking about, for example, rock genres like lots of leather, black, chunky boots, and band t shirts, countries like Wrangler, really tight jeans in some cases, way too tight jeans for men, <laughs> plaid or beer related t shirts. <laughs> and that's like for men and women, and like for the women, it's like glittery, glam, and flowy dresses and stuff like that. And, Etc. As I put in my notes, can we talk about that for a sec? Like how each genre kind of has their own style and how people can work around that? A really great example is Casey Musgraves. I mean, she kind of came out of the woodwork and had her style established and she sticks to it, whatever she's doing, even though she's country, I guess, based. Mm -hmm. But she looks, she's like a gay icon because even though she's not gay, just based on like, I think a lot of her outfits must be drag influenced as well. And I think she does a really great job of 
showing that to her fans and I mean it's created an entire trend on its own in the fashion industry and she does a really good job kind of breaking out of that box that they put you into because that's definitely something you don't need to be in you're already possibly directing your music towards that so you don't need to stick yourself in this cookie cutter box because it's been done before well and I think in country especially people are starting to branch out I don't know if you guys have seen any of Emily Reed's styling Mm -hmm. she does kind of like a 1980s it's almost like workout attire and I mean that as a compliment it's it's like pink and blue like it's so visually different and and stimulating that if she walked into a room I would be able to pick her out exactly right away because she dresses so different there's no denim there's none of that stuff she's just totally her own thing and it supports her music and it's really cool so I think breaking out a little bit and standing out a little bit is going to support your music if that's what you want to portray if you're a rocking out kind of dude or a girl or something like that and you want to wear a dress wear a dress yeah you if know, you're or... a rocking out dude we need more dudes in dresses I think that'd be sweet oh, yeah. more dudes in dresses yeah Billy kind of Porter fun? he's doing that is all he? over I bet Hollywood freaking cool oh, amazing mm-hmm. and they're flowy big dresses too and I'm like yeah. yes they're really really nice mm-hmm. um the one thing I find kind of funny you can agree with me or not but it's like when you look at a guy's outfit in country music I'm not even I can't even my mouth is already <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, know exactly I know exactly what you're, what gonna, you're gonna say, say. <laughs> like their boots are too clean like you look at them you're like your jeans are too nice and your boots are too clean that's not how real country people roll we're kind of dirty I yeah. just think, like, if you look at somebody like Ryan Lindsay, he does the denim on denim. He's, like, a true country boy. He wears his cowboy hat. I think his style is, like, pretty distinct. And he's put some clearly put some thought into his wardrobe. And I think sometimes men and women on both sides, and I was guilty of this in the beginning, too, they kind of stick to standard. And I think... Mm-hmm. It's comfortable and it's easy, but it's freaking boring, guys. Change it up. <laughs> Try some stuff out. Yeah. I don't mean to call it the industry, but I mean it. <laughs> but, like, I'll call you out. Do yeah. it. If you fit that mold of, like, what a typical country singer looks like, see if you can try something different. Stand yeah. out a little bit. Who do you think is standing out right now in the music industry, whether it is independent or emerging Canadian or American or any genre? Who do you think is standing out in music right now for style and fashion? That one's not in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there would be some that were just going to no, go right good. off the rails. That's great. Um, holy man. No okay, I would say um, Lizzo is definitely oh, yeah. standing out. I love her body positivity. I love that she just shows her butt all the time and says you're welcome right after. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and her body isn't isn't one that's necessarily like shown a lot in mainstream popular culture. And I think it's so, so important for women to have inspirations like that and to see women who are just confident and, and kind of owning their, yeah. their bodies and, and living like fearlessly in their skin. You know, playing off of that, too, I think it's important to talk about, like, uh, Kelly Clarkson. She, when she started singing, you know, she was a lot thinner than she is now, and she got a lot of flack from that in the fashion magazines, and that really bothered me for a long time. I mean, she had a bunch of kids, and not a bunch, I think she had two kids, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had kids, and she's a mom, and she's, like, she's working hard at her hell. And you know what? She still goes out there and puts on an incredible show, and she looks great in everything she wears, and I think she's really glad that she continued to stick with her style because the magazine sure tried to make her out to be this kind of pariah I guess mm. for, for god forbid you gain weight yeah. you know which we all do <laughs> oh no it's what we do that's what we do yeah. and men and just humans or lose weight too or lose I mean weight or yeah, whatever it, it works just, both it's just ways not relevant just mm. own your stuff whatever you look like um like I said earlier Emily Reed I think she, out of everybody she's really standing out to me again just because she's doing something super different Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite style icons in the music industry, Canadian, Celine Dion. I mean, I love how 
out there she is and I mean she always looks fire wherever she's going if she's at like fashion week if she's performing if she's in Vegas whatever she's doing I think she has a really strong style behind her and and she sticks to that and finds some really great unique artists to display their work as her clothes and I think that's really cool too. Max Kerman from New York Hills. He is so fabulous and his style is pretty simple, black and white, but I know on their last, the Rally Cry tour, I saw them and he had this leather jacket that had rainbow fringe all the way down the arms that was long and it looked so cool on stage and it was, a guy could wear it, a girl could wear it. It was like, it was super cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'm really feeling Halsey these days. I'm really liking her looks and her style. And she changes it up for yeah. every event or every show. And you never know what she's going to wear. And it's always a nice surprise. And I've looked at her and I'm like, she's fabulous. I'd wear that. Yeah. <laughs> also, Jillian Jacqueline, who yes. I forgot to bring up. Have you ever looked up any of her stuff, Sarah? No, I haven't. She, she's like a huge inspiration of mine as well. She's very 1970s, but she yeah. leans more towards the mustards and the browns and the oranges and stuff. And it's super, super well done. It's kind of like a, a Linda Ronstadt vibe. We talked about this before about taking risks and not being afraid to take risks in your style at any time in your career. But once you've decided on an image you kind of want to portray to public, you're not stuck with it forever. I mean, you can change your your look from time to time, but if they change it drastically, like overnight, is that going to kill their brand? I think it's important on how you change your brand. You know, if you get cohesive with it across your like socials and your albums and your shows, I think you could probably do it overnight. Definitely your brand is going to change with how you age. I mean, your fans are going to age with you as well. You know, you're going to have fans that are your same age. And then as you get older, they're going to grow with you. But then you're also going to have new fans that are younger. And you want to stay appropriate within like what you're doing at that time. And as you age, that's definitely going to impact it. But I mean, you're Madonna, just do whatever you want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but she has 15 year old fans. So she she can still keep up with it. But yeah, changing your brand overnight, I think is maybe a little risky. But I mean, if you are prepared and you do your research and you get it set up. I wouldn't just go and do it willy-nilly. I'd I'd probably do a little bit of research and planning before doing that. It's got to be a calculated risk. And again, I think if we go back to if we're serving the music first, there's going to be single cycles. There's going to be album cycles. And I think part of changing your brand is understanding and being okay with the fact that you're probably going to lose some of the fans that were maybe following you for the previous cycle if that makes sense mm-hmm. but you're going to gain fans in this Taylor new cycle. Swift. yeah exactly you're going to gain fans in this new cycle that maybe you wouldn't have reached otherwise and again that's music and fashion if that makes sense yeah that and, totally makes sense and your true fans are going to stick with you no matter what they're going to yep. love it and mm-hmm. that's kind of like that unifying the audience thing again where they're going to grow with you like you said and they're mm-hmm. going to be inspired by your look and how you stand out and your sound and everything like that taylor swift is a great example of that because mm-hmm. Personally, I didn't really like her country kind of music, and I didn't really like her whatever was after her country kind of music. Then Reputation came out, and I'm like, that's my girl, T-Swift. And then I jumped on that bandwagon hardcore. See, yeah. and that's funny to me because I didn't like the Reputation album as much as I like the 1989 album. I, and we're both, like, kind of true fans, so I'm going to stick with her through whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I can admire the fact that with each album cycle, she's doing her best to serve the music and serve her fans. And you Absolutely. can really feel the care in that, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think regardless of what she does, she's built that relationship enough that, you know, she can kind of do whatever she wants. Also, Absolutely. early on, no one cares about you. Like, honestly, like, on the grand scheme of who Mariah Stokes is, like, nobody really cares. So if I did a brand 180 and decided to do something totally different I might lose a couple of fans but I'm still so early in my career that I don't think it's ultimately going to hurt me if it's authentic and it's real so I would say like if you're going to take those risks maybe don't be afraid to do them mm-hmm. early on and, and later on when you have a bigger fan base make sure that you're just 
miscalculated about it. And I should rephrase that. It's not that no one would care. Because uh, that was rude to all my fans. <laughs> that was so rude. <laughs> but uh, but I think what I was trying to say is I think they would support me through that change because I'm such a baby artist and they're invested in, in what we're building together. So mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, on the flip side of that, too, there are artists that never change their style. They've been the same since they started singing. Steven Tyler is one. He has looked the same, dressed the same, acted the same his whole career. And he found a look and a style that works for him. And, and he's stuck with that. And I think that's a really great example of if you find the right thing that's like truly you you can portray it for the rest of your life and it'll always work well and there are artists like gaga madonna bowie Mm -hmm. and their fans live for their changes yes for the album cycle whatever they go for whatever they then they're like excited for the next version of that artist so Mm -hmm. there's not really one answer it's kind of like figure out yourself and what that looks like for you and then just stick to it i think that's great advice now we're going to talk about your bolo ties that you've come out with. We're going to support the merchandise from yes. Maya Stokes. So how did this come about? How did you guys create this? And tell us about the process. Well, we talked about this earlier. I was looking for a way to unify my band, and I kind of bounced this off of Laurel. And we were chatting and thought bolo ties would just be a really, really great idea because it's inexpensive, and they look great. They're one of a kind. They're vintage, so they're kind to the environment. They look great on the band. And then we decided, well... you know people liked those bolo ties so we decided to start selling them as merch items they're custom handmade one of a kind here in Alberta I find all the actual bolo slides myself and go about looking for ones that I think are you know a little bit country a little bit like eclectic a little bit unique and they don't all have to fit into the same box because not all of Mariah's fans fit into the same box and so everybody can find one that's unique for themselves yeah and they're gender neutral so you if you're a man or a woman or non-binary you can find one that kind of fits for you and uh, we actually haven't launched them online yet we're working on uh, building up our our merchandise stock first but we've sold a few at shows and people really seem to like them and then along with the bolo ties we're actually working on some new merch to come out here this next year and and it's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be wanna, pretty cool. Do you want to go ahead and talk about Should that? Should we talk about it? Sneak peek, because we can't see it yet. Okay, so. yeah. we're working on a fashion line, specifically jeans, bell-bottom jeans, that are fitted and look really cool. It will be really accessible to our fans, or t- to our to fans. our fans. <laughs> they are our fans. If they like the fashion, they're your Holy fan, too. Holy man. Exactly. It's the L label now. <laughs> yeah, got it going L-house, on. Got fans. L-house Stokes. L-house Stokes. Yeah, I'm just throwing myself yeah. in your boat, no, by the way. No, that's, that's the boat. We're <laughs> hitting it together, man. I hope you got an extra life yeah. jacket. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for, for the fans, we're working on something that can be you know, a little bit different than what everybody else is doing for their merch and really true to the Stoke brand and keep up with the kind of 70s vibe, but bring it into today and and use uh, some Alberta-made products. Yeah, and again, doing it all like locally made and just trying to, you know, look out for the environment, make sure people have cool stuff to wear. Yeah, that is such a cool idea. I love that so much. I think so too. It's very exciting. So final thoughts. Is there anything that I may have missed or not mentioned that you feel like is really super important to talk about when it comes to styling yourself as an independent or emerging artist? I think that we've really touched on all the points, but I'd just like to reiterate, you know, be yourself and feel free to use those risks and take them and and try something new. You know, support local and support people who, you know, really care about what they're doing and try and find something that works for you within that because there's so many great people out there doing what they love and they want you to love what you're wearing too. Yeah, and I would also say if you're stuck fashion-wise or you're struggling because it can be a bit of a journey solo, you can hire someone like Laurel who's amazing and and can really, you know, help with that. But if you're not there yet and you can't afford that, you can also ask people for advice. But I would just say ask people who have style that you admire and ask people who aren't going to try to 
put you down if you want to try something different. Find yes. people who who take fashion risks and will be honest with you, but will also support you, you know, in trying something a little bit different if that's what feels good to you. And where can everybody find you guys on social media and online so they can check you guys out? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you can find me at L House Official and at Style by Laurel, L-O-R-E-L-L-E. Style by L'Oreal. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, and I guess my website, too, would be a good one to throw in there at www.laurelhomes.com. You can find my stuff, yeah, anywhere on social media and at my website at M-A-R-I-Y-A Stokes, S-T-O-K-E-S. And all my handles are the same. And yeah, if you want to check out some of the recent collabs that Laurel and I have done, they're all over my Instagram. She's tagged and credited in all of it. And you can kind of see some of the custom things that we've thrown together over the last six months. Yeah, and I mean, you can always catch me at the next Mariah Stokes show because I'll be there cheering her on too. And there'll be bolo ties available only at shows for now. So they will be online later, but the first little release of them are only available at live shows. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks yes, for having us, Sarah. You. You're the best. Yeah, this has been great.